We're back. The Whiskey Hill, a podcast and three brown startup enthusiasts that pull back the curtain on business, culture, and side pieces. <laughs> Not that type. We're talking blockchain, e-games, emerging media, and so much more. Without the bullshit, and most importantly, over whiskey. America calls Clyde Black, Athua Brown, and Anthony somewhere in the confusing middle. It's right Pausing there. for the interruption. We all know where the middle is. It's not confusing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, man. Thank you. Thank you for the input. Uh, we're three brothers, various <laughs> shades of brown, bringing you the latest in tech, business, and startups, mixed with a ton of sarcasm. Cue the Anthony music. So, uh, <laughs> I was trying to go my little Migos on that, but yeah, I, I don't have it. It's all right. It's nice. All right. It was. It was. It was nice, man. It was try. Welcome, 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 welcome to the Whiskey Hill. We're excited to be back after a, a bit of a hiatus, but we're gonna spend this. We're gonna end the year strong. Um, we're excited to have a conversation today. Before I dive right in, what's up, fellas? Good. How's it going? <laughs> good. Great. Yeah. It's great. It's good. Good, good and great. great. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, so. So, AG, so what we'll do is, as you know, as two long-term fathers over here, we'll check in with you. Uh, you've been at this for a couple months now. now. So What's the it, word? It, give, us, give, us, give us an overview. Hopefully a consistent I, few months. I, listen, you've been in the whole time. Hopefully. As you guys already know, that first cold is real. Okay? The, the first mm, cold, you're like, what? Yeah. Like, you, know, you, you get nervous. You're like, is he okay? Is he breathing properly? Do I need to take him to the ER? Should I give him medication? Do they, you know, they, you know, like me, listen, I get sick. People are like, oh, no, you just got to wait your body. No, fuck that. I take medication. I do. I, like, I, I drug myself up. I don't got time to let my body figure it out. So I'm looking at that with my, yeah. my son. I'm like, ah. They're like, no, you just got to let it work. Got to let it work, it work its way through. Plus, he's at daycare, so, you know, fucking little dirty-ass kids and just giving him shit, too. <laughs> so, <Yeah>. so, <laughs> so, it is what it is at this point. But, yeah, it's been fun. Thanksgiving got ruined. Um, so, yeah, because my, my nephew, who, they're six months apart, he caught foot, nose, mouth, whatever that. Yes. Oh, oh foot, mouth. Yeah. Kotsaki, right? That, that that go. ruined the, the medical term. We were all getting that. And they were like, "No, nah, that it's oh, easy man. transmittable." So we we're just like, "Fuck it." We didn't have anything for Thanksgiving. We didn't have any turkey. We had, we, we had to buy shit yeah. last minute. Yeah. Frozen yeah, turkey, we, exactly. Frozen exactly. turkey dinner, like, turkey leg parts. <laughs> so, wow. So I went to Popeyes. They got they got tickets. Chick- oh, yeah, uh, uh, Popeyes. Yeah, no, I'm good. I'm not a fan of Popeyes. Let's go to sponsors. <laughs> I'm not a fan. <laughs> Yeah, man. But that's it. That's my. That's so far. That's <laughs> not good for you. All right. Hey, if we're right. shitting shit on fast food, let's sit on. I'm gonna shit on Taco Bell. Um, I haven't had it for a long time. Also, my kids tried it somewhere at a friend's house. They're like, "Hey, Daddy, we had it again last night because he had a concert at school." Man, it tastes like shit, man. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like it. I used to love it as a kid. Forty nine cent tacos are now two dollars, and it still last, tastes like shit. Last, I mean, last time I had Taco Bell. Was, uh, <laughs> Uh, I think it was in grad school, and, and I got it at Penn Station. One, it's already starting off bad. Hey, Getting tacos as bad at Penn Station. Hey, man. My body, my body, full ride in my stomach on my way home. So yeah, it was it was it was a bad experience. I'm, about, I'm just saying that. 
It was a waste of time. I mean, it's not even like it was bad food, but it was a waste of time. I'm like, I don't, I don't know why people like this. I mean, we, I haven't had it in 10, 15, some years, whatever. Man, it was horrible. Your kids' taste buds aren't as refined as yours at this point. Hey, man, we're not that poor, man. I could spring for some Chipotle. <laughs> 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 they love Chipotle. I was like, can we go back there? They're like, yeah, okay. All right, cool. <laughs> Next time. Oh, Larry, I'm going to give a shout out so, to Clyde. Yeah. Let me give a shout out to Clyde. And it's not going oh, oh. to be a culture thing this time. <laughs> He's expecting it. He's got the handkerchief out. No, man. I took. We sold my mom's home, so I, we were driving. I had drive back because I had to bring a lot of my stuff back. Uh and then on that, my mom was on one leg of those that drive, and we listened to the episode seventy-two hustle generation we did about oh, yeah, our yeah, yeah, mom yeah. And, and our dads, uh, right? So yeah. I was like, and she had never heard it before, um, and then and she loved it, she liked it, and I was like, all right, we navigated that question, uh, that that conversation quite well, right? Uh, so props to all of us, man, Clyde, well done navigating that as moderator, the point, the Chris Paul oh, point guy. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Maybe I should pick Maybe. someone else. Actually, Sorry. <laughs> he's about to be an owner potentially, uh, but no, well done. Like we, it was a difficult conversation for all of us, but we navigated that, and that was earlier this year, I think. It's episode seventy-two, hustle yeah, generation. Yeah, that was that's uh, our, our episode age like it. fine. All right, well, cool, well, cool, all right. So we're excited to kick off the, the next episode. Um, so you know we're gonna before we dive in, um, you know we're gonna dive into our whiskey of the day that we're gonna be sipping. Uh, we're gonna be AG. I mean not AG, but the Thule um, cousin brought something to the house. Very nice. A didn't know that until he looked it up. I didn't know how much it cost. Uh, so Nipton, what's up? Shout, shout out, shout out, shout out to the. Uh, to, it's a cousin, right? Yeah, younger cousin. We brought the, the Delmore, uh, Delmore Port whiskey. Um, so we're going to be sipping on that. It was the 12 year, right? Um, you don't know. It was a Port Reserve, Port Wood Reserve. Port Reserve. Yeah, okay. Port Wood Reserve. It. But it was a pricey one, man. Nathan, you overdid it. I didn't know that until right now when we were looking up <laughs> to share so, the picture. So put the red label back next time. At the <laughs> he goes to the house. <laughs> he like, Johnny Walker, red label. That's what you want, like, right? <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. So we're going to be sipping on the Delmore today, the Port Reserve, uh, as we have conversations. But it's been a lot. It's been a while since we've been on, but you know, there's a lot of news going on in the market. Uh, everything from recessions to Twitter with Elon and uh, Kim Kardashian, or you know, you name it. There's a lot, a lot, a lot going on. So, so there's been a lot going on, but you know, we're just going to dive in. World Cup is in the marketplace as well. Clyde uh, over in Qatar, and. Uh, Yes, definitely favorite sport. So is it your we'll favorite sport? Right AG, that's your favorite I like, sport. I love I love what we call here in the U.S. We call it soccer, and I love what the rest of the world calls football. It's a it's a great sport. Listen, I I mean it well, should be called well, football. They, they I think their name line, is. So. You know, hey, <laughs> we're gonna argue preference, but it is football. <laughs> so, but no, it, the World yeah. Cup's been great, man. Like, I will say this. I, I consistently watch the World Cup. I watch the Premier League. I kind of watch a little Bundesliga. But this World Cup isn't... There's some surprises, but it's not hitting the same way. And I think it's because yeah. it's, bat, it's right during American football season and basketball season. It's like in the heart yeah. of that time period. And it kind of takes away uh, the, the like the complete fanfare because typically it's in our, during our summer. And, 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 and that's the only sport on, yeah. major sport. Like, you'll get golf. Eh, golf and exactly. baseball. And, so, eh. 
<laughs> so you can go, but so everything's focused on it. With, with, with it being in no, late late November, early December, it kind of, you know, in battling our major sports, it's kind of, you know, losing its its edge to me. I haven't looked at the ratings. Don't know what the ratings are. Ah, whatever. But go for it. May I share some with you? I share one couple. That Thanksgiving week. Remember we were talking about like yeah. hey, thanks. It's so weird to have it on during Thanksgiving, right? Because uh, it's usually in the summer. Um, look. New York Giants, Dallas Cowboys. That that game, that was a regular season game on Thursday night. Competitors, they're both kind of competitive this year. Uh, 42 million viewers. All right? Highest rated game ever, regular season game. World Cup, USA, England, you know, uh, 15 to 16 million most watched game ever of World Cup in U.S., right? Um, and, you know, and then, then you know, it's it's funny that the World Cup, the largest global sport in the you know in global sport, and then here we are in America like this. I mean, even that college game, you guys are both college cats. Ohio State versus Michigan got seventeen million, and there's like yeah. fifty games going on at the same time on that Friday Saturday. You know? So and then right. here's and that's the regional. Yeah, exactly. And that's just like you usually just watch your team, unless like Ohio State might get other you know folks getting involved in Michigan. Like those are big games, but it's just funny like. And of the, it's the biggest sport ever, biggest viewership ever, and largest in America. And it was like, it's, it, you know, it's it's not going to get the viewers. <laughs> what, it, it, going against the U.S., uh, going against American football here in the U.S., it's it's just a, it's it's not gonna, it doesn't work out well. But you know, hey, the next one is going to be during the summer. It's going to be here in the U.S. So who knows? Who knows? You know, yeah. maybe someone will sponsor our tickets to go to a couple matches. You know, it's going to be at MetLife Stadium. It's gonna, they're so. playing in Chicago too, I think. No, they've got to have it. MetLife. They've got to have it. Stadiums are marked. Yeah. It's like MetLife. It's in Philadelphia. It's going to be in Chicago. It's going to be in Atlanta, Houston. It's got to be LA, yeah. of course. I forgot like four, two other cities. I think it's in Boston. I didn't hear Flint. Or, I didn't hear Flint or Camden. You know what I'm saying. Explain. <laughs> just saying. Just, saying. <laughs> just, kidding. just kidding. Just kidding, man. It's all. It's all good, though. It's all good. So <laughs> take it to but the next take that. Take that in the in the path of the Whiskey Hill where we talk. Well, we talk business, sports, and culture, right? There was a fascinating um, stat that number went out. I think it was roughly around the cost to build out and host the games were at an astronomical rate of roughly 10x the last uh, World Cup of around $220 billion. I think 100x, Clyde. It was $2 billion for f- Russia. I think it was like $2 bill, And these guys are 100, 200 oh. bill, I think, oh. if I'm not mistaken. Let me Google that. Go ahead. Yeah, so it was it was one of those things where you have to understand the economics behind putting on the World Cup. So, you know, as you think about it, there was a couple of things that stood out to me. You get a place like Qatar, which is a country, or... Um, area of the world that's evolving and growing um, and they spent 220 billion dollars where Russia spent 11.6 billion dollars yeah right? some 11, 6, 11 to 15 billion I see it now okay yeah uh, and Brazil the World Cup before spent around 15 billion dollars so you know it, it they went all in but for me I think it was probably a country where it's oil rich they're trying to build up their their country, and I say it's marketing and branding expense that they probably put on it in addition to the World Cup. So I'd love to get your thoughts around you know the World Cup, not only the cost to put it on, but then probably the most important piece for us is you know TV rights. Yeah. Um, 
Well, so and I'll stop right there. Let the, you the cost of, all right, so Qatar is clearly trying to be on the world stage when it comes down to sports on an international level, right? So you had the World Cup. They also have Formula One, a Formula One race there, right? So now you're they're playing in the international sports scene, and you know every stadium at the World Cup that they that once they won the bid, they built. I think it's eight stadiums, all were built. They built all the new roadways to get to each of these stadiums, facilities, all that had to be built since getting the announcement that they won. So that's a little over 10 years, right? It's been 12 years since they got the announcement. 12 years, you built eight stadiums, roadways, facilities, hotels, shipping yards, everything has to get built in that time period. It is, to me, Unless you, unless some organizations like FIFA and, United, and, the, and the Olympic Committee, because that's the other organization that causes this kind of craziness to happen across the world, unless they sit there and go, we're only going to go to developed nations that already have facilities situated. Everybody's going to have to, if they want to play in a big stage, they're going to have to spend billions, tens of billions or hundreds of billions of dollars to be there. And who am I? Now, there's a there's the story of, of how that's, how Qatar got the uh, World Cup, but who were who's anybody else to say they shouldn't get it? If they have the money to do it, they shouldn't get it. Now there's the human rights violation stuff that you know, hey, that's a whole diff- different level of shit show um, uh, attached to yeah. it. You know, they did in Brazil. The argument was that they tore down portions of the rainforest, like they tore down different things to build these stadiums yeah. and hotels and roadways. I don't know what's off limits in the, in this terms. We can only say who's built, who has the facilities already already built. United States, right? Yes, because we have football stadiums here that just easily convert to soccer stadiums. You know, we get the Olympics. Half of right. the stuff can be rebuilt, or once it's finished being built, can be given to local universities. That the first city to do that was Atlanta, right? When Atlanta hosted the world uh, the Olympics, they gave facilities to Georgia Tech, Morehouse. They they it, it was across the board. Every, then everybody else after said, "Fuck it, you know, Greece. Greece is still paying for their Olympics." I, I don't, I don't, I don't know what's a proper thing. But with that being said, hey, it's a great scene. So let's do one thing. So let so all the violations. <laughs> we'll do that in another topic because that's a, its own episode because uh, they're they're a considerable amount, and that's probably in every nation, but definitely there. Uh oh, <laughs> looking at my door. Um, but let's look at this. I think they wasted a ton of money. So, okay, you can try to brand yourself as how I'm going to be on the world stage. You don't need to put $200 billion into it because let's look, just look at it from Super Bowl, widest, most widely watched sport globally, that one game, right? Every city that hosts a Super Bowl loses money because of security, all that stuff. You would think all the consumption, you would make, you would make it up and everything around there, all the travel, the tourist activity, they actually end up losing money. These folks, unless they're going to be doing running regular I'm saying three, four, five times a year having major, not just a couple games here and there, but you got to have actual major like uh, World Cup type of tournament type of things. And there's plenty of them. They're not going to recoup this for a long time. So Clyde brought up an interesting point about, which I don't even, I didn't even know about. We'll let him go into that in a minute about the portable play. I had no idea about that. But these other 19 or whatever, seven, eight stadiums, that's it's overbuilt because I don't know because it's, it's secluded. It's kind of difficult. And a lot of the major teams live west of there. Right, so I don't know how often they'll be get to utilize that. Did they overspend? And oil money is oil money now. Fifteen, twenty years from now, because these are long term. And when you build a stadium, you're looking twenty, twenty five years out to recoup. Right? Uh, oil may not be a hot product, <laughs> in 15, you know, ten, fifteen years from now. So we'll see. That's all. 
Claude, tell us about that one portable thing you were talking about. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, they they built a 40,000-seat transportable stadium and that could literally be relocated to any other country in the world after the World Cup. This stadium was uh, the one where you had where you saw like the shipping containers built around it, and they and, and it was fascinating to see because it's called Stadium Nine Seven Four, and and it was just completed in like late November. <laughs> so if you can imagine how you know they were going to the finishing line to to, to get it done. And apparently that it's already plans for it to be used in uh, Uruguay in the 2030 World Cup uh, as well. So, you know, as you think as you think about the world and sustainability, you know, that's a big selling point because, you know, if you and this is a a topic that we have to jump into. But ESGs uh, and sustainability is one where everyone cares about it. You know, the well, not everyone, but most people care about it. Uh, and there's a, a major impact. So I think that was probably a selling, selling point in addition to, you know, the lack of continued use as a tool was just touching on how you go back to like Brazil and all those stadiums that were built are pretty much fall apart, uh, dilapidated and falling apart, not, not being of use. And this stadium can be repurposed, but from a sustainability perspective, this stadium, uh, nine seven four, was you know literally made out of uh, made to be played, shipped, and and put up anywhere, which was uh, you know probably one of those cool things that helped them secure the bid and addition <laughs> to the prize on the table that they that that, that they were that they were doing. It was it was in the region of uh, Doha um, as well, so it was right on the yeah, waterfront. Yeah. Which is beautiful. Really cool. I, I, really cool. Northwestern yep. University has a campus there. My buddy was a professor there. He's a, he's a white guy born and raised in New York, and he's taught there for like eight to ten years. I taught in his class remotely. Um, he said it's it's gorgeous there. So they're putting a lot of money into facilities, um, but they'll recoup that on the educational front, right? Um, and because and there's a sisterhood mm-hmm. with brotherhood with the universities here locally and from Chicago that Northwestern. There's a, I think London has an office there or a university. But these sports arenas, unless you're going to utilize them several several times a year for years for a decade or more it's it's really hard to recoup that um i mean i think i think i think about like the cleveland brown stadium which is in cleveland open air they probably use it 10 times a year uh for games uh when i used to live in cleveland i it used to blow my mind because they would miss on all the winter opportunity and and cleveland this winter eight and nine months out of the year so I could never, for the life of me, understand why understand why they had an open air stadium on the on the lake uh, on the on the uh, on the on lake. <laughs> it was always yeah. 10, 15 degrees colder. Uh, so talking about the long term use, you know, there had to be some kind of payback model. But um, this is probably a situation where if you can build something up quickly, the cost is probably a fraction, and uh, the time to build it was probably considerably lower than uh, well, FIFA, the listen, stadium, FIFA, which makes sense. FIFA's doing their thing, right? The sport has continuously grown. Yeah, um, man, I love this sport, know, man. And when you, I think uh, for from a FIFA perspective, you know, they give who, whatever country wants to host it, they, whether it wants to be a partnership, like the next one's going to be when it's between US, Canada, and Mexico. And they're still, the, the biggest thing, I just looked up, just had to verify because I know I wanted to talk TV rights, but you know, Fox is Fox between Fox and Telemundo, just U.S. domestically is about to pay him, I think, roughly a billion dollars, right? For the for the TV rights, wow, and just in one, the U.S., wow, one thing that's I, the crazy part, yeah. One thing I'll add, just in the U.S., and one thing I'll add to that, 
Damn. And they made that commitment in 2011. Oh, money was cheap then, man. <laughs> so. Well, you know, when you when they announced when they announced the games, you pretty much had to pony up well, at the time. So, so they they that, you know, we, that, that's so fascinating. I I I, 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 I remember years ago when someone uh, I met a couple people who were part on a U.S. committee to try to get the Olympics when they were trying to bid it for New York, the New York area years ago. And you know, you oh, right. when you bid for these things, it's not like you just hey, let's do it here. Right, they they have to have not only every stadium mocked up, architectural plans, flows of traffic, where people are staying, everything has to be already laid out to get the, the to obtain a bid. And even then, you know, it's all about where they think they want to go, right? And and there's a political side to it too, from an international perspective. That's a whole nother. Hence why New York didn't get it. But if if you lose out on a bid, there are great repercussions often, right? So like Hudson Yards. It specifically uh-huh, as a byproduct that, be the of that stadium, lost the, Olympic the, opportunity. The Olympic stadium. Yep, it was supposed to be one of the stadiums, and then boom, Hudson. Yard, that's a gorgeous area. I love that area. I love it. Our friends are working there. I'm like, Let's meet at your place for lunch. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, it's nice. So, and it, so I have a. Go for it. I was about to say I have a fascinating story about the Hudson Yards project because I was I was reading something somewhere where. Uh, essentially, Stephen Ross, owner of the Miami Dolphins, owner of Related, um, they entered into a public-private partnership with the city, state, government, or whatever to build it out. And the fascinating piece around that is they don't really pay for that yeah. until it's actually built. Yeah. So if you see all these real estate developers who are out there trying to get these public-private partnerships, they essentially are getting free money until the properties are built. Yeah. Whereas if you had a, a solely private construction deal, you have to pay interest on it from the time your shovel breaks the ground. So a, a deal like Hudson Yards, where it was you know multiple billions of dollars, they saved probably five hundred to a billion dollars in building that because yeah. of a public-private partnership. What you're saying is true in in normal like in the last since Obama was president, 2008, 2009, right? Now the interest rates are higher. You almost want to def- you want to defer it again, but if they deferred a couple of years ago and they had to, and the payment was due now at these higher clips, that would have sucked, right? So they were fortunate that the rates were kept kind of near zero for twelve years and fourteen years. What? That's why our economy has crushed it in, in a good way. Uh, but now in this climate, you know, it, it would be kind of if the bill is due now, it would be difficult uh, for a lot of these companies. And that's the way this environment might be set different for the next three four years. Uh, but at that large, they'll be able to borrow. And I want. Soccer, global <laughs> football, to be huge here. I think the last time we had it was the 90s, right? Um, and no, but like, I, I, want it, I want it to be bigger. Like, so, you know, like, in AG, you sent some text around. It's like, you know, and there's styles of football that are kind of merging now. South America, pockets of Europe have always been known for finesse and speed. And you said this about the Spanish, the Spain game last year, yesterday, I think. And then, you know, European, Western cultures are more known for brute and force. Right now, they're kind of merging a lot of these the styles because people are borrowing. They go, they float all over the league. But um, I, I want it to be big here, man. Yeah, I thought well, it would be after the of, there's, there's multiple reasons why, and I get into this debate. Well, I think it's camera angles. <laughs> Look, we know who Tom Brady looks like, right? Ronaldo, he's pretty. They want to put him on, but you don't see him, right? Messi, you don't see the because they look like little circles running around like they're playing one of those old video games back in the day. I love it, so I follow it. But I, I could see some people like maybe in Alabama. Like, man, I can't see it. And it ends zero, yeah, zero it's, after it's, 90 it's, minutes. It's hard. You know, <laughs> you know? I think here in the U.S., we have a we have a, a, a insatiable demand for scoring. 
Right. And 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 if you don't Points. if we don't yep. constantly see yep. offense, you saw that happen to football. Right? The, the way the NFL yeah, well the way that NBA's way both like that, man. Adjust their rules to make to 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 make more yeah. to to allow more scoring. Score more that, points. that that shows that that this means a lot to how we watch sports. If we say you know, you know, NBA if we watch the NBA game, you know, and it was at the end of the game was sixty to sixty, we're like, yo, how bad were they shooting? That's what we would first thing we would say. Yeah, it was it wasn't defense, it was real defense. People don't like defense. <laughs> yeah, well from a yeah, defense wins, you know, that whole Lodge scores, you know, high yeah. scores, points put bucks defense, in the seats, and defense is, wins. But but like, you know, like now, what was the game, 135 to like 126? I'm like, did yeah. you guys get but, in each other's lane with, at all? But with soccer, <laughs> you, you know? have to appreciate how the ball moves down the, down the field, right? Like, that's, that's mm, the thing. I'm with you. When people talk, people are like, ah, oh, ah, you play, you know, you ever see Instagram, people are like, he was playing, he was playing chess while, I, while you were playing checkers. That's what soccer is. Soccer is chess and, and, and in a sense. So they move it down. Like yeah. all we want to see, we see the highlights and, and that's what the NBA has done from a marketing perspective, taking these highlights so you don't even have to watch the game. Like you just, kid, teenagers, they'll just go look at these highlight reels of Steph shooting a three from half court. Yeah. And, that's what, and that's what they're doing in Europe, right? Overseas, they take these highlight reel packages and make it for soccer. How that comes here in the US, I think the biggest issue, like people keep on bringing up, well, our best athletes aren't playing the sport. So, it, you know, if our best athletes aren't playing the sport, you know, we'll never really be good at it from a, from a U.S. perspective. Hence why half of these players that are playing for the U.S. team sometimes are now coming playing overseas or have dual citizenship and right. are, are making up the U.S. team. But regardless of that, yeah, exactly. We'll get Beckham in his 40s, man. But regardless of that, the Gallagher. sport is becoming popular. And I, and I say that, I think the sport become, is becoming popular here in the U.S. because of the Premier League, right? The way NBC has had Premier League going for the last 10 or so years, so much to the yeah, point yeah, yeah. where when that deal came back up, ESPN was going after it. They were trying to secure Premier League, and they didn't mm. get it. And I think the Premier League also realized that the partnership that they had with NBC was worth a little bit more. They were with NBC... They're not a part of this 20 different sports league package that ESPN has. Um, and that helped, uh, helped out, right? And that, now you, and that just kind of ties into the popularity of sports in the U.S. is all about TV, right? These TV packages are getting yeah. ridiculous. And that's what I was, I was, you know, I chat with a group of people when that Big Ten deal came out a couple, was that a couple of weeks or two months ago when they, that partnership, it was like, Seven years, eight billion dollars, right? Over spread out over Dude. three networks. It's going to be on Fox, NBC, and CBS. And it's not even for the entire league. It's the, for the one pocket. One, so like all, one of the, only the Big Ten, right? right? But if yeah, you look at the, the map of the United States, the Big Ten schools are majority of the land grant. A lot of the land grant schools in the Midwest, but they now have because US, USC and UCLA are joining the Big Ten. They have three, no, they have four, yeah, five major huge. cities within their footprint. They got New York, D.C., uh, Chicago, L.A., and who am I missing? Uh, Philadelphia, I think. All within the footprint of that. So that yep. these, yep. these TV rights deals are crazy right now. And then you got your your favorite your favorite players in the mix, Apple TV, Apple. So they're 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 so, they're increasing these rights and they're giving access to newer leagues. 
Let me ask you something. Okay, can I I take a tangent for a second? So why doesn't Apple come in? So is there some regulatory, you may know this, both of you, is there some regulatory bylaw in place where why Apple's trying to get rights to NFL, let's just say, whatever they're going to pay for it, right? Man, they got $200 billion in cash on their balance sheet. You buy the entire league, buy half the league, right? Put your rights in everything. You you know what kind of uh, markup? Is there just something in play that, because they could, you know, if every team's, we're going to get into this in a minute because I thought you were going to go on this NBA cost like sovereign wealth funds are getting involved with this. Pension funds are going to be able to buy in. It's only been private equity. Oh. NFL is the only one. you got to be a legit rich dude <laughs> where you have to have cash on hand like, you know, uh, from Jerry Jones to Pat, whatever his name is, and then the dude, you know, all of them. So you have to have actual real money. Um, but they're allowing funds to get involved with the NBA and all that. Why can't if these teams are like three to four, well, like Washington Commanders, they haven't won shit in forever, right? And they're up for like, what is it, four to six billion? Uh, something like that, right? And Jeff Bezos doesn't need anyone else, but he's trying to get some other folks involved yeah. just because of branding, you know, right? I mean, he can just buy a couple teams. He can buy the whole league, yeah. right, if he wanted to. <laughs> uh, so um, is there something in place where they can't buy the whole league or buy, let me buy 10 teams? Because why, why would you buy Twitter for 45 billion? Versus buying a bunch of NFL teams, well, which so are cash I, cows. I, I, I don't. I, that's really a good question. This. I don't know what the laws, <laughs> their, their rules are, in, in, in ownership status. Right? They they do want in well, they don't want an individual owner because the Broncos are owned by multiple people now. Yeah, the Walton, Waltons, and, and yeah, Lewis Hamilton, my boy. Yeah, in. I don't know what percentage he has. Maybe one percent. Lewis Hamilton. They, yeah. Who got in? They crowd. Oh, he did. They crowdsourced yeah, they, that. They, so. They how how yeah, but the majority a little bit everyone is the Walton the Walton family right so yeah the Walton yeah, they did they did that for marketing like Jay Z is trying to get into the Commanders right I mean Jeff Bezos doesn't need anyone else yeah. but he's going to bring because that's just good for like handshake deals well, across I think like when doing you other have things those, too right have single ownership yep. control it's a lot it's a lot better right? it's a lot better for the league when it comes down to making rulings and decisions for for movement. But when you start having these multi-partnership, a team is owned by a company here, X company, that starts to get complicated. And the way the NFL... Well, naming rights is that, right? Naming rights is kind of that, but then if you get you kick it up a notch because the consumer is not going to know the difference, no. in my opinion. So they might be able to push more NFL, push more of their authoritarian, like, hey, Apple comes in with 10 teams, like, all right, homie, this is what we're doing moving forward, right? Goodell versus well, you dictating you know, you, what's happening see, the with NFL, this league. The NFL, like to your point, NFL is different, right? All the owners are billionaires, it's right? Different These than are, any most of the, most of the billionaires in NFL, not most, right? you got billionaires telling you're going to tell a whole bunch of billionaires, I don't give, they're like, hey, I made my billion, my money, and here comes this fucking company who wants to go buy a couple teams. Fuck no, you're not going to come in here and then have majority control of how we move our business, right? I'm not, yeah, but hey, man, it's, it's exactly, something, if, yeah. if you owned a team and it's worth four bill, if some ri- company came in, I'll give you seven bill. It's kind of like what Blackstone's doing with single family homes, uh, drawing comparisons all over the board. If they came in two extra your money, you're like, okay, I'm out. Well, <laughs> you yeah, know, I get yes, that money today. Yes no, I'm right? out. So here's I would do that. Thing. Like for us, that makes you know we're like fuck it, <laughs> right? But when you when you're a billionaire, you already like like someone said like it's one thing to be a millionaire. Yeah, like, yeah, homies yeah, assuming my, I'm not. My I'm bad. <laughs> okay. But when, you, when you're a billionaire, it's a different ballgame, right? Right? Like your, your thought process yeah. is different. And, and, you, don't, and that's it. you don't give a shit who's coming in. Like you, you're like, hey, I made my. Especially the guy, the people who who didn't grow into this money, like they weren't, they were raising, they made it. I don't give a fuck who you are. 
<laughs> like you're not going to come in here and tell me how we should run this. I've yeah. been running this for 20, 30 years. I've been in the game for 20, 30 years. That's that's at least my thought process on why I wouldn't allow, want Apple to come in and say they're going to buy a team, a team as a company um, into the mix. And at, the, and at the end of the day, it's a private company. Yeah, um, yeah. Their own bylaws and rules, and the owners have to agree to and vote on every decision. So if you think about it, you know, there are people like the Jerry Joneses who he essentially made all this, the, the majority of his wealth through the team. Yeah, yeah. Um, when he started off, he bought the team for a ridiculously low deal, grew that to like, you know, $4 billion valuation. And continue to grow. And that's build. probably like seven Other now. Thing. Yeah, on, on the side. Oh, that's just for the team. But just on yep. the side of that, if you've ever been to Dallas, they pretty much community. Yeah. Around their practice facility, yeah. he owns all the land, hotels, practice facility, because they don't have to split any of that revenue. They split the revenue for the for the games, but for everything else, they don't split that revenue. So he has a TV studio. Yeah. And all the teams are doing stuff similar to that. Well, they're diversifying their revenue stream so it, it, they don't have to play with the, the league office. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. Right, right, right. And then to your point around the teams, I mean, right now, there are seven pro teams on the market for roughly $22 billion. Uh, the Washington Commanders, the Angels, Manchester United, Liverpool, Phoenix Suns, the Washington... Um, um, the baseball team the and the team. Ottawa Senators. The Nationals. Like, I don't. Oh, I'm this class, like, yeah. I don't yeah. recognize yeah. baseball. Yeah. That's well a versed. sport. <laughs> well versed. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. Um, we bid on that stadium. We put a deal in place for that stadium that they built because it's right by the White House and down the road oh, a while back. Yeah, nice. And that's the only reason all, I, all, like all, I don't know any other teams besides the Cubs and the Yankees. <laughs> the, either Manchester United or Washington Commanders are the prize, right? You know, like. Although the Nationals won, no, I, I, I don't say man, I, I, man, you. man I'd say man, you. Because you did that international, <laughs> that international money. That's a whole different ball game. But the Washington Commanders have a, such a presence uh, uh, about them right now. So I don't know. You yeah. Know. You know, you know. I thought you were going to bring up this, me, man. Me, oh, go ahead. Go I was going to layer. I was just going to layer in one more piece about man, you since you brought it up. Cristiano oh, yeah. Ronaldo, uh, who was formerly on Man U. I guess during the, the, the World Cup yeah. or whatever, they gave up his rights. and Yeah, they gave up his rights, but the Saudis came in, and they're essentially offering him $200 million per season uh, to, be a part of, to be a part of their team, I think, for two yeah, it was a three year and a half deal. years. It was a three-year deal. Something like that. So it's like five. Three-year deal. Yeah, five. Yeah, it's close to 600. I thought it was like 500 mil. Yeah. Close to 600. Six, okay, gotcha. Yes, yeah, but look what you get with him. Look what like you that. get with him, right? And he's at the last leg of his, right? Yeah, <laughs> Clearly. Uh, but he, he's he got 500 million followers on Instagram. LeBron is and Steph are the faces of the NBA right now. They've got collective oh, just over 100 mil, right? You got one dude. And Messi, I don't know what he's got. but And he's just a brand, a force to be reckoned with. And, you know, so it, it it's just... It's insane. Globally, what you can do with him as part of your thing. I, you know, it might be a loss leader for other things. Listen, Who knows? You, you, but you gotta, maybe not. I, <laughs> you know? I got to look at that. That contract has to be loaded with stuff. But that's that's one of those like, ah, dude, dude, how do I turn this down? 
like each year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you know what? So I was talking to a friend. So oh, remember yeah. when Live mm-hmm. came up? L I V. It stands for the you know the whole golf thing. It's um it's about the number of holes or whatever on the thing. So, I, okay. Let's be just be careful. Okay. All I said they, they said hey if oil goes down, Live's gonna fall apart. Right, <laughs> right. Basically, what they said. So you can get all this money guaranteed, but like, hey, guarantee is only worth it if the money's in the bank. So if these leaks, if these things fall apart because some commodity is cheaper, ten, fifteen years down the road, or whatever it is, or two years down the road, something could happen. Like I know people that are working on the ground, and they said live oh, yeah. could fall apart in a second. Well, I, right? I think <laughs> so it's where funny, NBA it's and NFL are not going to fall apart tomorrow. Debate, you know, like I'm all for it. You know, when you believe, if you're a true believer in capitalism, you know, you can respect anybody who wants to go to another league and make a lot more money right but yeah is that i yeah. think i think what live is going to do is open is from a golf side is going to open up the option to other leagues i don't think the live is the last one is is, is the thing that's going to be the the final straw uh when it yeah, comes yeah. down to other ways they're playing golf i think it's going to open doors to a new one uh, i don't know <clears throat> We should, well, maybe we'll just tap out here I mean, instead of going into other topics. But like, I, we should talk about NBA. I thought you guys were going to go there. So the NBA is allowing sovereign wealth funds, pension funds, endowments uh, to invest in teams now. And that's going to make these NBA teams are going to be insanely expensive now. Like, you know, they'll probably – doesn't like Seattle and Vegas, don't they have a couple expansion teams coming? So it's going to get up to 32, yep. which will be the same as NFL. Yep. And then they're going to probably that's go for like 3 to $5 billion each, let's say. Probably three, four. Yeah, I don't know. Um, probably, but then if you get probably, yeah. if you get all these if you let these funds in, where they can let the money annualize over years, even if a decade, they don't really have to care per se. Uh, these teams will become seven, eight billion easily, and that's. I think you know. I think the football. Uh, well, the reason I like NFLs. I mean, hey, we could talk about the leadership and all that, and it's kind of dastardly <laughs> what they get, what they do, and what they don't allow. But the product is the best product of the major well, they made, sports. They in made America, a TV product. Hands they made down. a TV product. It's the most it's a TV product. It's a, well, it. What else are we watching it? Either in stands, stands well, or well, the in the, like, in the you, in, you know on, on TV. Yeah, for a certain medium, a certain platform. You developed it that way. Yeah. Then, then how like football is a product to watch on TV. Going to a game, like, and when people buy season tickets to like a game, I'm like, why? <laughs> As I'm getting older, man, I'm getting, I'm enjoying it more on TV because you see more of the game. Because I'm at the game, we're hanging out. If game. we're at the game, we're drinking. Like, we're not paying attention. <laughs> I just paid six hundred dollars for just to hang out with you. Let's go to tailgate. Let's just hang out. Yeah. Let's text next time. I'd rather watch most football games on TV. Like if you, like if you, if you give me a any sport, give me tickets to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I'll I'll fucking gonna go. Yeah, fuck it. Hell yeah. But yeah, but NFL. Why not? You you watch it at home. The packages are unbelievable, right? Now I got Sunday tickets. I'm watching every game. Yeah, I'm watching it. I watch my 49ers every week. Yeah. Every week. You know, winning teams. Yep. Y'all don't know nothing. y'all don't know anything about that. You need a podiatrist. <laughs> need a podiatrist kid. And on and on that on that note, on that note, ladies and gentlemen, you know, that's the thing. Stop, stop trying to hold me back, Clyde. Stop right there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, no, no. Your team needs to drink milk. Listen, we are back. But wow. damn, damn, he said it. He started childhood, man. That's it. He went deep. It's <laughs> bad parenting right there. <laughs> so yeah, I think I think I think we touched on a number of topics, uh, all centered around the business, around sports, the rights, 
um, and the things that you know we care about and impact the way that the revenues are being driven. So you know, I think that's a great conversation to follow up on in the future. But uh, we'll stop right here for now, and then we'll jump into our favorite part of the episode. Shit, you should know. I was going first. I, know you're I got a list of forty. I'm just kidding. Mm-hmm. I'll go first. Huh? So uh, listen, I got right, you know. Go this is that recap of the year. Like I was recapping how many books I, you know, how many books I read and which ones were good. Uh, showing off. Unless I'm a, unless uh, I'm like educated man. Okay. <laughs> so, all right. Amp it up right, by Frank Slootman, the CEO of Snowflake. Like he he hmm. has a he has he has a great. Oh, okay. Great approach to like, all right, great approach. All right. He has an approach that uh, to business, the way he kind of ran Snowflake and what he did at, uh, blanking on the name, Data Driven, whatever, uh, as a CEO and his path here. It was kind of, but his, his, the sum it up is like, he looks at, 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 as business as pretty much war, right? You know, not too far off from Peter Thiel in, in the perspectives of like how you approach business, but you know, as a CEO, he, he's more, he's like the CEO who's the operator who takes the business and takes it to the next level, right? You know, a good product takes it to the next level. That's what he nice. did with Snowflake recently. Um, solid book. And the other one, a little off business topic and kind of similar to an uh, earlier episode that we did this year, I think The Body Keeps Score, right, by, uh, I don't even know if we're going to pronounce it, Bessel van der Kolk, right? It's, a, it's, it's about people, uh, a story about, like, how you go through, yeah, you call me? <laughs> how you how you go through life and different traumas and different stories and things that you've gone through, your body keeps track of all this, right? And, and you have to be mindful of the things mm. that you go through in your life and how how your body's holding on to you. Like so, when 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 you see young people or, or older people have, you're like, damn, I thought they were really healthy, right? And uh, like your body could be going through something that you're not even paying attention to, right? And this is something to pay attention. It's a good book, good insights. Just dropping those two, because you know, here and there, I like to read. No, how do you keep score? Bessel, Russell Bessel Van, Van Cook, you Van der Kolk. I what hey. the? All right. It's out. Hey, hey, hey. Sounds like hey, he, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm probably it, pronouncing the name incorrectly. <laughs> Apologies, uh, but it's a good book. <laughs> I feel like one of us was oppressed by that dude <laughs> at some point in our life, in our history. <laughs> I was going to say it. <laughs> uh, that book sounds nice, man. Oh, um, <laughs> It's either you or me. I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right. You want me to go to Clyde? You got it. Uh, go ahead. I was going to bring up, and we'll do this. I think we should do a whole show on this. Chat GPT. So Yo. it's from your boy, Elon. Best He's one friend. of the co-founders. He put a billion dollars... <laughs> So, you know, Sam Altman and all these, like, these are legends in the industry. So, they started this thing called Open.ai and then ChatGPT. I'm fascinated by this thing. Um, you can, with a few, you just type into the website and it's you say, hey, write a story about. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, let me tell you a funny one. This guy wrote, he goes, hey, write, a, write me a love song about Elon falling in love with Drake. And, the, and it played it back. It gave him chord progressions and it played it and he played it. It was a corny ass song. But it actually wasn't as corny as like not you know no Backstreet Boys. If you, I don't you know like that. I'm not favorite, trying to alarm song. any of their friends. But it wasn't that corny. But it was like a little a level up. It wasn't U2 or Maxwell deep. You know like as far as the lyrics. But it was like a, it was interesting. You can do code. It knows every language spoken: vocational, Spanish, Chinese, or Python, C You can do anything. This is AI coming for us, right? So in good hands, it could be great. 
And bad, so I wanted to go back and forth with you on another time. Like, let's go back. You know, bad actors could get a hold of this too. The cons of it, but the the pros of it. There's going to be a bubble, just like crypto. Everything's going to everything's going to oscillate. But there's a time. It's free right now. So if businesses should get on this because you can use it around ad tech. You can do a lot in this space. And I'm I'm impressed with what they're the things I've seen. I've seen a lot of incredible things the last. And just to give you some numbers, right? Six million in six days, they had like a million followers. It took Netflix like two, three years. I got the number like three and a half years to get a million. Twitter took two years. Facebook ten months. IG two and a half months. They get they did it in six days to get a million users, and it's just it's free right now. It's probably they're probably going to get tiered models in there eventually, but it's just amazing. From stock picking to this, it does everything but current events. Uh, but it's all what's AI value, driven. It's going to be it's scary, but amazing. I don't know, man. I just saw it. Um, it's under. It's under. It's a private company, so I have no idea. But you know, Elon put like a bill into it a couple of years back. He was on the board until like a couple of years ago, and then he stepped off. And then, but you know, he should have done that instead of Twitter, man. Because Twitter, he's like, you're gonna play around with ad models. You could be doing this, man. <laughs> Controlling the world. <laughs> you know? Anyway, right. that's, there's something, it's a, there's it's something dope. else that came out. That's what. Yeah, well, this is gonna this is gonna impact Google. That's how I was, I was gonna go with this, right? Because they've got something they're working on. Their what's their thing? What's their thing called? Um, Google's got their own thing. DeepMind, same thing. Mm-hmm. They're using it for ad tech right now, but it's gonna be a competitor to them because search. You're not. You may not be going to Google. You might be going to. And I think Google's one of the most defensible companies in the world. But man, if you go to search for something else and actually get solutions created back to you, how does this impact education, our life choices, everything else? You know. So we'll talk about it. We'll do a whole episode on it. I think it's worth it. Wow, that's fascinating. That's one of your best ones yet. Congratulations, man. Where am I, Sashay? So for, so for, so for me, I'll, I'll bring, a, bring a little lowbrow, but, you know, it's timely with Mr. Show Me the Money himself, Deion Sanders. Oh, uh, nice. As, as everyone knows, he left Jackson State uh, mm. for, for greener Must and colder pastures. Colorado or Mississippi. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. No, it's it's no, it's not about that. It's about three hundred K versus five mil a year. I mean I, I was saying, you want Balenciaga or you want Nikes? Wow. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Go ahead. So the reason the reason why I bring it up is because I was thinking like, wow, Dion secured a uh contract worth almost thirty million dollars. Um I, I think it was probably five years, thirty million dollars. So six mil, uh, damn. Yeah, close to close to six mil a year. The I think oh, it's yeah. the board of trustees yeah. or the president of the school either mistakenly said, "Hey, we we got the deal, but we don't know where we're going to get the money from just yet. But we'll get it." What's <laughs> this statement? So they made the deal, don't have the money yet, but I'm sure they'll figure it out. But I was like, "Wow!" So where does this compare to like the top paid head coaches? Because I know that in college, mm-hmm. some of the big dogs are Nick Saban, uh, Dabo Sweeney, and Kirby Smart. Uh, each of them are all within the same striking range um, of 11.8 million, 11.5, and 11.3, wow. respectively. Um, so, you know, six mil seems like a lot, but a long ways to go. And then taking it to the next level, the professional team, where uh, Bill Belichick is the leader above and beyond everyone else in the category with 20 million, with the closest to follow up, 15 million with Pete Carroll. He gets 20 million a year? Belichick? Yeah, twenty. Wow. Yep, Belichick twenty million a year. Sean McVay uh, is at fourteen million. Damn. Um, and Mike Tomlin kind of closed the gap on the NFL with twelve point five million. So I'll, Damn, I'll that's like, real wow, money, that's man. That's, that's real money. Good Fascinating. For them. Um, 
and you know it's very exciting. But you know, Dion has a long ways to go. But you know, I can. There's, there's different arguments across the ain't no decision argument. making, and ain't no, ain't, you know, I'm never a, someone. Ain't count, nobody count, ain't no argument. Mississippi or Colorado, but, uh, no offense. <laughs> but I, I, I think that you know, if you're able to, to close to 10x your salary, yeah, that makes it easy, I mean, easy conversation. I don't even know much about Cosby, but I've heard about, and I've heard he does amazing uh, Instagram or Twitter or t- TikTok videos, apparently like inspirational stuff, right? Plus, like it's Dion, right? All, He's fun to watch above, and listen yeah. to, yep. you know. Um, but. I, I don't know. There's, I know there's is, a lot of different sides of the conversation, like, but yeah, like I think I changed that program. You know, I, I got in debates about this with some of my uh, HBCU counterparts, uh, and uh, this is at the end of the day, college football and college basketball are no longer just a, uh, amateur sports. It is business. That's been that's happened yeah. in the past twenty twenty five years. Now they got name, image, and likeness. If you want to coach and you want a winning program. This is business. And what came out was that Colorado hasn't even really, and this has been a part of their issues, they haven't really even tapped their boosters and alumni. And this can help get them back on the national mm. stage because now you can pr- produce a program, reach out to your alumni who have money, and start creating a booster system and name and image and likeness, and you start getting players and you start winning. And they're in a conference that's okay with the yeah. Big 12. So they can potentially do something. So he's got a shot to make it a legit program. Okay. Yep. And then then the last piece of that I'll say is that um, Mm -hmm. with the introduction of the transfer portal, he could be a contender. What's it? USC is. USC was after one year. For a team that that was one in 11 last year. Yeah. Uh, If you go in and load up with transfer portal, kids who are you know unhappy with their current situation if you get the second string quarterback or wide receiver from alabama that's still a five yeah, his, son, his son's dope too right him, i too. heard his son's great yeah yeah, yeah he he came off the plane and said, oh, yeah, that's, that's, he told he uh, told the colorado <laughs> players he was like some of y'all might want to hit the transfer portal pack <laughs> 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 your bags bitch I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Yeah, I'm just that's pretty much what he said <laughs> That was my. <laughs> some duct tape in a box. <laughs> Go. That's <laughs> playing. Go ahead, Clyde. Finish the thought. <laughs> I was just going to say, that was, my, that was my long-winded shit. Since you know, looking at coaches' salaries and kind of where Mr. Show Me the Money uh, is today, but, you know, has a long way to get and they some of the Tell you, man, people have moral compasses, but money changes a lot, right? And then they want to win. They want to win in on larger stages. Yeah. So he's going to get that. You know, he wins well, here. Colorado he's going to get the bigger contract, stop. right? Wait, let's um, be clear. Colorado's yeah. a stop. Yeah, it, it, he, he's trying to go boom hell he's yeah. trying to go to a he's bigger filling program, up gas right now man program he wants to go back to his home his far state filling yeah, up gas he's, he's gonna keep driving Colorado knows if he tur- he starts winning in two or three years they're gonna have to throw him the house to keep him far, where'd he go to college? where'd he go to undergrad again to go, where'd he go to undergrad he wanted to be the head coach there oh, yeah. before he went to uh, what we call him to Jackson State but they weren't trying to hear that you know right. and so he goes to Jackson State gets all the Gator. Game on. Money. Yeah, it's going to be fun to watch, man. Yeah, it's going to be fun, man. All right. Let's see it. All right. Let's do chat right, GPT right, next time. So, All right. Oh. So the closest episode out, we're going to dive into the Delmar Portwood Reserve. Uh, our whiskey for the day. Uh, for me, it was a uh, American bourbon um, um, port 
uh, excuse me, it was a, a port a portwood aged in American bourbon uh, cast, and um, you know I think it was pretty tasty. I have to say so myself. One of those ones where you know I, I think it didn't have too much of a bite for me at least, and uh, something I definitely recommend. <laughs> Good job, Clyde. <laughs> Pat on the back. Pat on the back. <laughs> I like it. Uh, we it was a hit. We had about. This bottle's done. I mean, we had about six of us going through this bottle over the, with a bunch of other bottles that month, that week, and then they were here all up here for Thanksgiving. So I got the last remaining ounces of it right now. It's good. I like it. It's smooth. And it when I look at the price, well, now I get it. And it, then you spent too much, man. But uh, that's called, that's it's called, a smooth that's one. Called it's smooth. Love, it's got the hints that's, of that's, caramel that's, and that's vanilla in it. It's a, it's a great yeah, bottle. Man, it's my good guy. choice. It's actually, I didn't, I never heard of it before. Until the, it, well, you never no, heard of Dalmore? No, listen, I'm not. I'm not. And listen, I've, I've been. I've yeah, been trying to save my, my liver lately. Um, and uh, but this is I a good you. one. Right. It, flavor, it has a has a little bit of flavor, you know. It, so here's the thing, I've been slowing down on the drinking, like literally slow slow the sips <laughs> so I can taste more. Okay, because <laughs> you know sometimes something you know. <laughs> I know. You're not supposed to take so a shot of this, man. It's a, it's a flavorful, uh, flavorful whiskey. You know, if, if it's if it's anything to anybody, you know, I say buy it. The Anthony seal of approval. It's, it's not Tito vodka, man. You I, got, I had, a, had a party here a couple years ago. I got Tito vodka in my closet, just sitting there. It's aging. It's it, it, vodka aged. Damn. It's, 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 not, it's, not it's, it's not how it works, man. It's not how it works. <laughs> I'm not, we're gonna part on this, man. There was one of my neighbors at one point. He had a Chevis Regal. I'm like, first, of all, I don't want it. He's like, hey, man, you're a Scotch guy. I'm like, not Scotch. Uh, he invited me over. He goes, hey, man, this is a, it's it's 40 years age. I'm like, oh, okay, I'll try that. It was a it was a 10 or 12 year old bottle. He had it for 20 years. I'm like, man, that's how it works, man. Come on, <laughs> it's not how it works. I love you. I'll give him a hug. <laughs> all right, I gotta go, man. <laughs> um, all right, cheers, man. fellas. This is really nice. oh, the whiskey.